0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Prepping Podcast. Mark has COVID, and we appreciate your thoughts and prayers. He's uh, struggling with it just a little bit, but uh, we're quarantining here at home, but it has put a bit of a dent in our schedule. We appreciate your understanding. So we're going to dig deep into our archives and bring you a very good and well received rerun and we hope to be back wednesday with some fresh content so enjoy this rerun from practical prepping podcast remember stuff happens you gotta stay prepared welcome to the practical prepping podcast Hi, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Practical Prepping Podcast. On this episode, we have a very special guest named Bob Griswold. A lot of you prepper podcast listeners know who Bob Griswold is. Some of you don't know. He is an expert in survival tactics, communications, intelligence gathering, and also how biblical prophecy relates to the world events today. Even if you don't have a biblical worldview, you're going to enjoy this episode. And if you have a biblical worldview, you're going to enjoy it even that much more. We're going to discuss the intelligence gathering, how the hatred is being created and perpetrated toward America, how China has stolen our military secrets, some intellectual property, and a lot more. This is a podcast you're going to want to share. He's also the founder of Ready-Made Resources.
1: Our guest today is a survival and preparedness expert. He's an expert in communications and intelligence gathering. He is a Christian. He's very knowledgeable in how biblical prophecy fits into what's going on into the world today and what will come. He's also the founder of Ready Made Resources. He's a very popular guest on many podcasts, and we're happy to have him on Practical Prepping Podcast today. And that is Bob Griswold. Bob, welcome to the podcast.
2: Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I think you said it correctly. You know, I worked in a field where you had to gain intelligence, gather intelligence, and then the more important thing is once you gain that intelligence you have to be able to make proper understanding of it. You can get intelligence and have the improper understanding of it and come to the wrong conclusions, make the wrong preparations, and then when the event happens, you're not prepared for it. I have a case in point. This is what I use. Okay, I'm in the park. All of a sudden, I see two guys beating the daylights out of each other. The intelligence is they're beating the daylights out of each other. But was it because a bad drug deal? Was it because one guy cheated on the other guy's wife? Was it the guy got cut off in, the, in traffic and they're just having an argument over it? Unless you understand why they're doing things, you'll never come to the correct conclusions. If I saw those guys fighting and I tried to break it up because I thought the guy was having an affair with the other guy's wife, but it was really a drug deal, man, I'm going to be in the middle of it and have the wrong conclusions. And so right now it's so important for Christian people and just regular conservative people to come to the right conclusions that the intel is giving us. Eighty percent of intelligence gathering that the U.S. government does is open source intelligence. You can get it right on the line. You can gather it off Facebook. You can gather it off other websites that talk about these things. And, uh, you know, just like today, Hunter Biden, it came out on the U.K. Daily that uh, the Chinese gave him an $80,000 diamond and $10 billion a year. To massage businesses in the United States to accept Chinese, you know, influence to peddle Chinese influence. That's intelligence. Now, you ha- if yeah, uh, we know what's good on, but we have to understand the whole nature of why it's going on. And if we understand that, then we can prepare correctly for it. If we see all this um, violence going on, the racial violence, you know, it, we have to understand. Yes, there's a lot of racial violence going on. Why? Is it just – is it inherent that pe- white people hate black people and black people hate white people? No, it's not. It's it's inherent that we get along. I mean, I want to get along. I, I don't want to have enemies. Mm-hmm.
1: And the, that's the, the what we're is, seeing on the streets is that folks yeah, are getting along.
2: Yeah, the, the provocateurs are out there. Right. Uh, provoking this, this, this racial conflict among people so that they get their, their desired results, and that's violence, the breakdown of Western civilization, the destruction of all we know, because they hate liberty, they hate freedom, and they want to see everybody fall under their totalitarian regime. And the best way to do that, all, all dictatorships, they have to, they're fueled by hate. If you know anything about communism, class hate, race hate, Mm -hmm. you know all all these things, economic level hate. I mean, it's it's all intellectual hate. This guy is better than I am, so we hate. That's what fuels these Marxist movements. And if you look at what's going on today, everything's about hating something. Mm -hmm. I hate the rich. I hate I hate the race color. I hate this. I hate that. I you know. And so we have to understand that's what we're being played right now. I'm supposed to hate for hate's sake, because I'm told to hate. Well, I've chosen a different path. The Gospel of Jesus Christ, first of all, tells me that all men are descended from Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. And so I don't care what color you are, you're my brother in some way or another. You know, uh, ethnically you're my brother you have to carry the genes that I carry same ones in me and uh, you know if you're a good person I'll get along with you
1: exactly I don't care what
2: you are and so we just have to really understand we don't fall into this enemy's hand because one of the signs it says because the love of many will wax cold because of iniquity and we just don't want to fall into that if we fall into this thing of just and it is it's evil to hate um, the, the wrong thing for the wrong purposes. And uh, I don't want to fall into that game. So we, that's one thing we understand. That's intelligence. We see that. We see the violence and all this going on, but we have to understand that what the outcome is supposed to be. The outcome is supposed to be the downfall of Western civilization to create civil conflict so that we cannot be e pluribus unum. United we stand. Divided we fall. We can't be that because everybody is against everybody else. And all the while, the uh, globalists are sitting back laughing at us, mocking us. I'm not going to fall into that, you know, I'm just not going to fall into that thing. Jesus warned us about signs of the end of the age, deception, wars, rumors of war, um, you know, nation, will rise against nation, that's actually ethnic group against ethnic group, kingdom, you know, uh, persecution, all these things we see happening. And if we have a biblical understanding, you know, if, the pastor, if your pastor is putting, um, or, or whoever you go to church is putting it in perspective, why we see all these bad things happening, you know, we can walk through the storm but if you don't have that perspective of what the outcome of all this is going to be biblically speaking and 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 the good that's a it's ahead for us then you know you're going to end up like everybody else you know I, I in some ways i feel sorry for hunter biden because he's a man desperately seeking something and he's trying to find it in drugs sex money all these things and you know it, it, those things can bring some temporal uh, you know pleasures um but it, the eternal thing is that he's not satisfied inside, and no matter how much he tries to numb it, it's only the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that's going to fill that craving. In inside that man, I can look at that man and feel sorry for him, pray for him. But at the end of the day, you know he, what he's doing—he's betraying the people of the United States of America. And we see throughout our government right now the Chinese influence in our country is staggering. Um, Three hundred thousand, uh, you know, college level and uh, university level Chinese students in our country. You know, even if only ten percent of them are uh, working, which I promise you, it's a lot more than that. But even if ten percent uh, were actually, you know, stealing um, uh, intellectual property out of the United States, some either they work in the fields of government, they work in the fields of engineering, science, and they're just slowly stealing us blind. Um, you know, that, that's a, that's a huge army of people just actually just stealing everything that we have. That's why when you look at the new Chinese weaponry. Um, they've skipped spending billions.
1: It looks just like ours.
2: It looks. And and what they've done, they've been been able to skip the billions and billions of dollars Mm -hmm. that we've had to put into R&D to come up with that technology. You know, they're, 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 the Chinese right now are making an aircraft carrier that's similar to ours. It has the electromagnetic propulsion system for the jets. It took us decades to perfect that, but they're putting it in their first, the first carrier they're going to build. It'll have that in there. Mm-hmm. It'll have AI technology. It have all the stuff. So they've they've skipped the billions of dollars in research and development that that system cost to, to to devise it, and they've just stolen it from us. And that's basically, I can tell you, that's how the Chinese steal. Um, from the United States, every once in a while we catch a big-time, you know, espionage case in the United States. But what happens is that, let's just say for hypothetical circumstances, I wanted to steal the letter A, okay? We're just going to use it or a widget, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to say, A, widget, whatever. And, you know, I had 500 people I assigned to steal the letter A. Well, each one of them only has to steal one five-hundredth of the letter A to get the complete letter. When you steal only one five-hundredth, that's a non-indictable thing. The FBI is never going to be able to indict somebody for doing that or very difficult to do it. And so this is how they get away with it because when we think spy, we think James Bond goes in there and steals the plans for the new fighter mm-hmm. plane and comes away with them.
3: Like the That's not thing. how the Chinese yeah.
2: operate. Mm. They have an army of ants stealing us everything, every scrap of information out of our country. And, um, you know, we better get ready for it because, you know, with more and more spending, uh, we get deeper and deeper in debt. Um, the Chinese are, are, are at this point, you know, they're they're probing to go into Taiwan, which we supposedly have a defense uh, agreement with them to defend Taiwan. Both the Russians and the Chinese are have in production right now hypersonic weapons, and these are first strike weapons.
3: These yeah. are not these
2: are yeah. designed not to defend you in a war. These are designed to start a war.
0: Yeah, these are offensive tactics.
2: Yeah, and they 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 strike with little to no warning. And all of a sudden, you've got a nuclear weapon or multiple nuclear weapons dropped on you, and they're traveling at you know, 10, 15 times the speed of sound, so we do not have the technology to intercept them at this point. And they can alter course during, during flight, unlike a ballistic missile, which basically is just like throwing a stone. It goes up, and it comes down, very predictable parabolic arch. Um, you know, these, these, these things can evade. So we don't have the technology to do it, and, and my, my thinking is they're not going to wait for us to develop counter-technology before they use this. Us. This is their first-strike weapon, and they're going to probably use it either theater-wide or somewhere in the United States, take out a carrier or whatever. It might not go global, but it'll be in a theater where it's going to cost us dearly. Um, You know, just even recently, the USS Connecticut would suffer that great, huge damage from what they said was an underground mountain. Uh, I believe that, like I practice his fidelity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, know, we shut down all the repair bases in Guam. We have zero capability of repairing naval vessels to any degree in the Pacific Basin. They all have to go back to either Bremerton or to Pearl. So they're thousands of miles away to do any kind of repair. Um, it's just
0: that's a pretty you know, we're vulnerable in, we're in exp- a dire strait. That's, yes, vulnerable. And and I think what's happened is those that are in power that are doing a lot of these things. What they want to do is keep America distracted with with dumb stuff. Basically, I'm oh, going to call it dumb got, stuff. New virus,
2: virus of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, I do I do believe this is going to happen, uh, and I and I, I I say this with a lot of fear. I mean, you know. Uh, i i i've read too much on the smallpox virus bill gates is talking about the smallpox virus yeah um they found smallpox t- test tubes uh, in philadelphia just in the last couple weeks um if if a smallpox was released on the united states that would be a true biological weapon uh, smallpox is a horribly disfiguring disease, and even natural smallpox kills about forty percent of the people that infect it. I mean, it was at one time it was a leading cause of blindness. Oh my!
3: Um,
2: but it, it leaves you horribly disfigured. If you ever look at pictures from the the Middle Ages, in the the kings and queens and lords and all these had that heavy cake makeup on. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of times to hide the pock marks that were left behind because they were they were pretty dis- disfigured from it. Oh my! Um, and. And what we know, there's a book out there, it's about 20 years old, called Demon in the Freezer. If you read that, they've actually learned how to, what they call splice an IL-4 gene, IL-4 gene, into, into different types of pox viruses, because you know those monkey pox, mouse pox, all this. Hmm. And what it'll do when they do this, it blows past the vaccines. So the vaccine won't even work. Oh my! And they've actually taken the smallpox and, 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 and combined it with Ebola which made a hemorrhagic smallpox, and both those are pretty close to 100% fatal. If that were released in the United States, it would end the way we know life in this country.
3: Yeah, it, People yes. would
2: no longer go to work. You wouldn't have to worry about the government telling you to six feet yeah, stay yeah, home. Exactly. Nobody would go anywhere. It would, oh, yeah. it would completely shut down the American economy, and this is where being prepared would be absolutely catastrophic because going to the grocery store – um, could be a death sentence. Right. You you get the smallpox virus, you don't know you have it from 7 to 14 days, and I don't know, supposedly you can't become infected with it during the incubation period, but I'm sure, you know, somebody like, you know, our famous Dr. Fauci has probably done uh, gain-of-function research to make it contagious at that stage, Um, and you bring home that and your family dies. So right now it's a time for Christian and good people to sit there and evaluate the intelligence they're gathering, daily we read it and not become despaired by it you know as as a christian person i i do believe we're living in the age the, the end of this age the end of man's domination mm-hmm. of a planet you know mm-hmm. the matthew 24 stuff the revelation stuff where the messiah will return for his second advent now i'm not going to i'm not predicting a date but that's my hope that's what that's, that's what keeps me focused on the prize the prize of eternal life it keeps me focused on that kingdom because i know these things are going to happen now you know just as Noah preserved the life of his family. Joseph preserved the life of a nation. Um you know, I want to preserve the life of my family and possibly friends, and so I, I make preparations to do what I do. That's the whole reason I started Ready Made Resources. Uh so I could be ready for any kind of contingency, emergency, and I could also defend my my life, my, my the 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 life of my family. Um you know, I know uh, Craig Sawyer-Sawman, the guy for Veterans for Child Rescue. Mm-hmm. You know, child trafficking has become the number one thing, the number one illegal business in this nation. Um, oh, it's, and, it's... and I've traveled to over 40 countries, and I'll just say it wasn't the tourist route. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and I can tell you, in, in, in situations like that, you know, I'll just put it this way. How many times can I sell you a packet of heroin?
3: Once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: How many times can I sell you a young girl? Right. Five, six times a night. Yeah. So we see this thing of marketing children, and, and this is why I, t- I tell Christian people to be prepared to find that. Like if you have young family members, to be prepared to you know defend your family against people who are evil. You know, I, I had a, a federal law enforcement officer I was talking to one time, and he goes, you know, um, if you have people that uh, uh, sit there with a continual stream of violence, they, they watch these violent, violent movies – that's what they fill their brain with and they fill their brain with you know pornography from the internet.
0: A lot of
3: gamers, goes,
2: you
0: know, all those video think, games. What do
2: you think they're gonna do when, when the society breaks down? Do you think they're gonna take up knitting? Yeah, right.
0: No. they they'll revert to what they've seen and heard.
2: Let me ask. What you they this. fill their brain with. Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask violence you this. and sexual violence. Right. Um no, and, and so this is why it's important for, for families to get ready for what is for what is coming. And that, that means learning how to shoot. And That doesn't mean owning an AR-15, you stick in your safe and just leave it there. You know, there's there's so many great people out there. James Jaeger, um, uh, Front Sight, uh, uh, John Lovell. Uh, sawman Craig Sawyer, sawman that run training scenarios, training courses. Uh, mm-hmm. Brush beater uh, Matt Everett. Yeah. Uh, I, I've taken his courses and they're phenomenal.
1: And, and we, they're have very, Tiger, we have Tiger. We have Tiger McGee just about seventy five miles from us. <laughs> if you're familiar yeah. with him,
2: yeah. So um, they're all good people, um, and and so taking that, learning how to use the art of the rifle, um, learning how to communicate. I I'm, I'm big on communication. Um, learning how to talk with one another, how to communicate, and I don't—you can't do it now. But learning how to—I mean—how to communicate clandestinely. I mean, you know, uh, I'm—I'm I'm pretty good. At, I've been taught well on how to gain intelligence. And as soon as you say "my wife," that's—that's that's intelligence. I, yeah. I write that down.
0: I remember you saying that um, as you soon have as you to be say very careful.
2: Yeah, that's you, intelligence. Right. I write that down. And you know, if, if you study intelligence, the purpose of intelligence gathering is exploitation. Now mm-hmm. I'm a Christian guy, so I'm, I, I'm not telling you to go do this stuff. I'm just saying this is how the this is how the thing works. Um, anytime you give intelligence away, somebody can use it to exploit you, and I can prove that real quick right now. Just go online and type in, you know, my uh, a red jacket for Christmas, and see the ads you get popped up with. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get ads for red jackets. Yeah, her. because Google Google mm-hmm. is going to exploit that intelligence. Exactly. They're going to sell it is. to somebody.
1: Krista was telling me one day we were sitting in our chairs about four feet apart, and her telephone was laying on the t- uh, table between our chairs. And she told me that our brother-in-law was about to purchase a tuba for his grandson, who was in the band and is now as, is going through college uh, playing the tuba. And it wasn't thirty minutes till a tuba ad popped up on her telephone. Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I was yeah. uh, I was going to somebody's that just had a baby. I was going to go visit them, and I thought, you know, just just for tradition's sake, I was I was at a shell station. They had some ch- cheap cigars, so I thought I'd <laughs> buy him a cigar. You know, I don't right. smoke, but I'm just I thought I'd buy him a cigar. Well, I mean, it wasn't a week later. I started getting inundated by these the, the spam mail, real mail in my mailbox, on cigar companies, right. So see, that's what they do. They gather the intelligence, and they use it to exploit you. Now, in a crisis situation, the last thing you want to do is give out any kind of information because the purpose of information is exploitation. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, uh, Another thing, one of the most exploitable assets you have – I'll actually uh, do this right now if I can get it real quick. Um, I have what's called a text-to-speech program on my phone. And so if I wanted to really say something and I don't want to be exploited by giving my voice away, I would, well, gosh, it just didn't, um, I would, come on, let me do it again here. I would do this. Um,
0: The purpose of intelligence gathering is
3: exploitation.
2: Now I can take that and speed it up.
3: The purpose of intelligence gathering is exploitation
2: see I, I never use my voice right my voice can't be exploited and that's just a simple text-to-speech program mm-hmm. how you can do that because your voice it can be recognized in seconds
0: yes um, and in some way it can, you can know, splice so it to into be very
2: careful what you say wow. I, I strongly recommend people get radios to be able to communicate but the purpose of radio is not communication the purpose of radio is to listen exactly and you want to listen and gather intelligence you want to gather intelligence in your area, as, as I tell people, and I, I don't believe in zombies, but I'll use the zombie example. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if the zombies are, if I live in Teleco Plains and zombies are eating people in New York, it's not going to affect me that much. But yeah. if zombies are eating people in Teleco Plains, I better know what's going on. Exactly. So I need to have the ability to gather the intelligence for my local area. It's called an area study. And so I know what's going on, and there's several different ways you can do that because that's what you'll need to prepare for. Um, I also tell people that buy these, you know, Walmart radios, the, the ones that use GMRS or MERS, you know, they say 36, 40 miles, or whatever on the box. That That's not going to happen. You're going to get a half a mile on those radios. So if I'm listening, which I should be, and I hear people talking on those radios, that means I've got people with advanced equipment, radio equipment, within a half a mile of me. Mm-hmm. I might want to go have a sneak and peek and see what they're about.
0: Right. That's close enough to go spy. Yeah.
2: You know, if I know it's Joe down the street, that's one thing. But if I if I don't recognize this guy and he sounds tough, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he's even using, you know, I tell us, you know, if I hear somebody on the radio going, yeah, I've got my, my dogs out there. and We're going to go chase some coos up a tree. I'm just thinking Bubba and Slinch Malt Liquor, you know. <laughs> right. Um, right. But if I hear somebody on, on there saying, you know, uh, yeah, we'll meet at 1,400 hours of rendezvous point alpha, um, you know, bring, uh, you know, Mike and, 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 Al, uh, and Zulu with you. Um. I'll, somebody has her stuff wired together at that point.
3: Exactly. And, yeah.
2: Exactly. And I'll, I'm going to de- that. That's what I call a boss. One's a bubba, and one's a boss. Mm-hmm. Now let and me so change horses
1: make- right here and ask you this question: Do you think that uh, all of this is an intentional, systematic attack on the U.S. Constitution and even the citizens of the U.S.? Is going going back,
2: uh, well, I'm, I'm, most certainly. You know, as a Christian person, I do understand that there's the power of the Holy Spirit out there, but there's also Luciferian powers. If you do, if you're a Christian person, I'll say this right now, and you don't have a luci—I mean, a, a conspiratorial role of history, you're ignorant of the Bible. Right. Satan is always conspiring to thwart the plan of God. So there's a conspiracy theory on the spiritual level, which is enacted out in the physical level. He uses human agency to bring his evil out on this planet. So yes, but. Just just in the modern contemporary, I would say, just get the book, the, the, the 1950s book, The Naked Communist, uh, mm-hmm. by uh, Leo Skousen, a former FBI agent. He wrote it. the whole demise of America from the 1950s, including the last thing he said that would happen to this country before it would fall would be same-sex marriage. Oh, my word. And that was in the 1950s. That wasn't even a blip on the radar screen in the 1950s. I mean, you couldn't have said same-sex marriage in the 1950s and had it gone anywhere, but he was saying that would be the last brick before the the whole thing collapses. Um, you can't be stupid enough to do some of this stuff, and that's what – it really drives me crazy at times. They go, how can they be that stupid to do this? Well, they're not. Mm-hmm. See, massive debt spending is – I look at it as like that's catastrophic. They're looking at it as good because it brings about their goal. And again, this is where being able to understand intelligence comes from. I, we can all look and see the debt's massive, but knowing why it's massive – is the, the the outcome of the true intelligence officer. You want to know why it's, it's like that. And their goal is to, to bankrupt the United States. Why would they be so stupid to allow the border to be open when drug traffickers and pedophiles are coming across? Well, mm-hmm. back to that. They want the downfall of the United States. And if you don't think politicians are either being threatened or paid to let these uh, pedophile traffickers and drug traffickers across our border, then you know you need to go back to Sang Su One Hundred and One and read the Art of War again. Mm-hmm. All war is based on deception. Um, so that that th- th- there is absolutely no question it's deliberate. We had that Soviet defector um, in the nineteen seventies. I forget his name right now, but he came out and said, "This is how we're doing." We demoralize people, and and that's the first thing is you to do. You want to demoralize people, exactly. And yeah. you see, America right now is horribly demoralized. We no longer Mm -hmm. have this unified spirit in this country of God bless America. We want the best. Every institution in America, and I challenge anybody to prove me wrong, your political institutions have become totally corrupt. Your religious institutions have become totally corrupt. Your educational system has become totally corrupt. Your financial system has been totally corrupt. I mean, every institution in this country has become absolutely cancerous, gangrene corrupt. That's true. So, yes, it's Mm -hmm. been deliberate. And it's,
0: and it's it's flipped. We've got a lot of good-hearted moral people in America that just they they just kind of don't know where to step. You know, sometimes they they want the liberty and the freedom and the constitution to be preserved, but What you hear
3: on the media, Washington said
2: that that we have governments only for moral and religious people.
3: Yeah, and as we've (laughs) forsaken
2: our morality and we've forsaken the God of the Bible, um, the inevitable happens. You know, I I used to debate people, and I used to debate atheists. And one of my favorite quotes was like, "I want to kill you right now. Tell me why I can't." Yeah, right. And 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 they can't unless you are a transcendent being created by God Almighty in His image. If you're just a lion, well, does a, a lion, when he eats a sheep, he's thinking, where's the next sheep at? Right.
0: That's not a moral issue for them.
2: Yeah, but yeah. If, if if you're created in the image of God and I strike you down, I bet I have a really good reason,
0: mm-hmm.
3: because
2: I'm going to have to give an account to that, and my eternal soul could be at, at, at jeopardy if I strike down an uh, innocent person. Right. So, see, the two different perspectives. I look at even the worst of the worst and say, you know... Would I have killed Adolf Hitler? Yes, but I'd still, I still would have realized I just sent an eternal soul to hell. Yeah. Now he would have deserved it. Absolutely deserved it. He was a demon possessed maniac. But still, you know, my perspective of that man is it's an eternal soul. Yeah. As evil as he was, he's an eternal soul.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Hunter Biden is an eternal soul. Um, these people just look at you like another sheep to eat. Because they have no conscience.
0: It's just kind of interesting, too, when you realize that there's just a a fraction of people that have the most power and they're they're pushing this, you know, republic-destroying narrative. But yet on some level, you know, real communism definitely has a dividing line. You know, you've got your haves and your have-nots. In a well, there never state. has been
2: a communist state. They're all turned into oligarchies. You know, yes, there's exactly. a ruling elite. Exactly. Um, there's never been the kumbaya communism that they always portray.
0: Right. They've got to um, sell it as the everyman. But what happens is you've got the fat cats on the mountain, and then you got the groveling people down in the valley.
2: I, I've been to China many times. I can tell you that there's an elite in China that rules the country. Everybody else grovels around to get around, you know, to get what they want. Scared to Um, death every minute, yeah. And the same thing when the Soviet Union was at, there was a ruling class, and, you know, then they had the the peons, and so the the classic communist dialectic of bourgeoisie and proletariat existed right in their countries. They said they hated it, but it existed, same thing in China. It exists, and, you know, uh, and so these people... Well, first of all, the Antifa and the BLM people, I don't think they really believe the Marxist dogma. I think they just want to see the destruction of the West. They've been taught to hate the West, hate white people, hate their parents, hate the police. And so they just want to see um, all this destruction. But at the end of the day, they don't realize they're going to be the first ones killed when when the Marxists take over because they Mm -hmm. can't have those people running around.
0: Yeah, that's a loose cannon. Yeah.
2: Yes, so they'll just be offed. And so this brand of communism they try to portray of kumbaya, we all brothers get along, that's never happened, it never can happen. Human nature being what it is, fallen, um, we understand that. Again, this is where understanding the correct intelligence, I see human depravity, but do I understand why? If I just think it's an evolutionary mechanism of survival... Well, that's one thing, but if I think it's because of the original sin, God, man fell, and you know uh, he fell out of the presence of God, and iniquity filled his heart, that's another. See, I come to two different conclusions, because I, one, I misinterpret the intelligence, that's the evolutionary model, man's just that way because of survival mechanism, and the other one I understand because God cursed us when we fell, when, when, when our parents disobeyed him. It, it, it brings two completely different results. And so we see the evolutionary model being worked out in front of our face, and the devastation it's caused, because there are no consequences in a true evolutionary model. There are no consequences.
0: Well, I mean, they, they, they seem to want to solve problems by creating more problems.
2: Well, that's, that's, that's the Hegelian de- uh, dialect. Um, you know, I, I, the synthesis and antithesis, you create the problem, you already have the box solution, kind of like, you know, yeah. hey, the new Omicron, we got the vaccine. You know, uh, I don't want to go too far down that road, but mm-hmm. it's it's all it's all done, and, and you know, it's all planned, it's all, and, and, you know, we just see it happening, and most Americans now, uh, we're starting to get some blowback, which I like. I'm glad we're seeing it. People just saying, well, I'm not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to yeah. put that stuff in my body. Um, you know, I've had COVID. I had it really bad, and my doctors, first of all, on my discharge papers from the hospital, it says I'm, uh you know, um, uh, vaccine contraindicated means don't take it. Oh you wow! Don't take it. They actually said that. Mm-hmm. Don't take it. And and I have friends that are immunologists that say, Bob, you have better you have better resistance to it than anybody who's been vaccinated. Right. Um, so it's just, but that they don't recognize. They just want to shove this vaccination down people's yeah. you know arms.
1: Okay, well, Bob, we need to take a short break right here. And when we come back, we're going to learn a lot more about ready-made resources.
0: Our sponsors tonight are Jim Curtis Knives and the Practical Prepping website particularly the Amazon affiliation. We know that it's Christmas time of this year, and we know that everyone's shopping and getting gifts, and we know that's a very important aspect. And we ask you to do us a little favor. We ask that you go to our website, practicalprepping.info. You'll see the Amazon affiliate banner right there on the homepage. We ask that you click on that banner. That'll take you to Amazon. You sign into your account as you normally would, and then you just shop all you want to, and we will earn a small commission on any purchases that you make, and it doesn't cost you any extra to go through our website. We do appreciate that support. It's vital to us. It's very important to us. We ask that you just do us that favor and just share that uh, tip with your friends as well. Jim Curtis Knives. Jim Curtis is a craftsman with knife making and all sorts of blades. Very well known and does beautiful work. I actually commissioned a piece that he made for Mark that I gave as a gift last year. And I'm telling you, it is his favorite knife in the whole world. Jim Curtis, you can find his website at j.cur... Oh, shoot. He doesn't have a website. He's just Facebook, isn't he? You can find Jim Curtis on Facebook, which would be Facebook.com slash Jim Curtis Knives. You can also email him at J. Curtis7MM at Yahoo.com. Definitely have a look at some of these beautiful handcrafted knives. They have a lifetime guarantee and a lifetime sharpening service. And I'm telling you, they are some of the most extraordinary blades I have ever seen. Many of them are made from Alabama Damascus steel. Absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Very practical, very useful, a work of art, a complete heirloom. You need to check out Jim Curtis Knives. Okay, we're back with Bob Griswold as our guest. I want you to know that Mark and I were able to go visit Bob over at Ready-Made Resources, and we were so impressed with the extraordinary amount of inventory, and we didn't even see it all. But I'm telling you, they've got it going on over there, even expanding their business over there. And so, Bob, I just want you to talk a little bit, if you would, and whatever you want to tell us, tell us about Ready-Made Resources, how you got started, and what you're doing over there.
2: Well, uh, you know, um, I have to say this. I I, I need to thank uh, the U.S. Navy, specifically the Navy SEALs. I grew up on a Navy SEAL base, Little Creek Amphibious Base. And my Boy Scout leaders were basically either Marine Recon-type people or Navy SEAL people. Mm -hmm. I think they called them frogmen back then. But... um, You know, they influenced me uh, uh, greatly about being self-reliant in life, and I think God was preparing me, even at my young age, for this vision, because, uh, again, I know what's coming, I know the the history of how God acts, you know, and and think Psalm 103, it says, the people of Israel saw the acts of God, but Moses knew his ways. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, you can... You could go to a fireworks show, you can watch the fireworks, but the pyrotechnician knows why it's happening
0: exactly, and
2: you know um I want to be the guy who knows why it's happening. I want to be like Moses, who knew why not just see it, I want to understand the intelligence and have a grasp of it mm-hmm. and so with that in mind, in nineteen ninety five I just felt it was time for me. I was a general contractor in Florida at the time and I've always been a prepper, but it just—I just felt more and more after Hurricane. I think it was Katrina went through South Florida. More and more people asked me, "Well, where did you get that water filter from? Where'd you get this from? Where'd you get that from?" Um, and I started sharing it with them. And I said, "I'll, I'll arrange to get you one." And I saw the the, the business opportunity, but also I saw the uh, the the passion in my heart was to get people ready for what I know is coming in this country, and it's going to be a severe judgment on our nation. And so, with that, I started Ready Ready Made Resources very, very small and humbly, Um, and then it grew and grew and grew. And finally, I decided, you know, I was not going to be a building contractor anymore, and I wanted to pursue this full time. And since then, our business has grown dramatically, and we carry quite a few lines of different products. I I don't want to sound like an infomercial, but I just, I I just say um, it's it's time with the economic collapse hanging over our head, the supply chain shortages which all Marxist regimes create because it keeps people dependent on the state. You can't be independent, you have to be dependent on the state. Mm -hmm. So they start taking stuff away and it becomes harder and harder to get it. Um, I just encourage people, you know, if not ready-made resources, which we sell a lot of different types of storage food. Um, I, I do a lot of radio communication. I will actually talk with you on the phone and help you develop a plan. Uh, for your family because there's a lot that goes into a, a preparation plan. Do you have elderly? Do you and have that's, young?
1: That's something that you don't charge folks for. They can just call you and discuss their issues yes. with you.
2: That's yeah. terrific. I mean, do you have old people, young people? Do you live in a cold climate or a warm climate? A lot of people don't even think about this. You know, If you've used a water filter and it has water in it and it freezes, water expands when it freezes and it'll crack your water filter. Yeah,
3: you might sure not will.
2: even notice it, but it'll crack it. So the next time you go use it and start pumping water – you know, you're going to get sick if it's contaminated water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you have to address things like that. Um, and, and that's in your prep plan. How are you going to keep things warm in the winter? Um, you know, there are, do you have a plan for that? And especially if you live in an apartment building, you know, on a high rise or something, you know, it, you just can't start a fire in the middle of the floor. Right. You can't start a wood fire. The gas would be turned off because mm-hmm. it just wouldn't be there. Um and you, you can't haul wood up 20 floors to burn in a wood-burning fireplace. There's no way And so you really have to figure, I, I have to be able to keep this place warm. And there, there, are, there are ways to keep small areas warm in a place like that. How are you going to get water if water freezes? I mean, so th- those are all different ways that have to go into the preparation plan to make sure that your family um, can endure, um, you know, uh, uh, some time out. And I, this is what I tell people. I call it the panic zone. The farther you can walk... Prepare away from the panic zone, the better off you are. I mean, if you have three days worth of food in your house and and you you had a collapse, you could hit that panic zone pretty quick. If you have a week, then it goes a little bit back. If a month goes back further. And if you have a year's worth of food, you have some time to really start thinking things out, maybe even plant a garden somewhere, um, relocate, take your supplies with you. So you're not immediately pressed for for you know survival and and where my kids are going to be you know hungry in a couple days
3: mm-hmm.
2: um i, I don't want to go into too much detail being a family program but um you know after world war 2 uh, in italy and germany i mean parents sold their kids
0: yes I, I i saw a movie about that
2: you know they sold their children husbands mm-hmm. sold their wives yes So they could get food.
0: I mean, people don't, I mean, we in America, we've been asleep and we've lived a soft, beautiful life. We don't realize, you know, we don't know our history. Like we should, because those things no. happened.
2: Well, the reason the history has been taken away from us because right. they don't want us to know it. Yeah, if history and, just – Again, you yeah. go, going back to your question, was it deliberate? Well, of course it's deliberate. Tearing down all these statues of Thomas Jefferson or John Adams or whatever, tearing them down, it's deliberate. They want to rewrite our history. They want to exchange it from the freedom view of men were free – to the enslavement view that we're all servants of the government. The mm-hmm. government's there, our big brother, to help us out. It can solve all the problems. And so that's why these kids, you know, you put them into public school. And uh, a preacher friend, not, he's not a friend, but he's somebody I really like. It's a guy by the name of Vody Bakum He has a quote. He goes, how can you expect to send your kids to Caesar for 14 years and not make a Roman? Well, they do. You make a Roman when you send your kids there for that, mm-hmm. that long.
0: It's, it's a good observation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so, um, you know, we did counterculture. I, my, my son has been homeschooled. My latest son has been homeschooled the whole time. And now he's a pilot. I mean, mm-hmm. he's 18 years old and he's flying. Uh so it's and he's been socially well adjusted He's He's gotten a very good education, and I know just from talking to him, he's far far more intellectually capable than people have gone through the public education system. Um, but it's it, again, it, I, you, you have to change your priorities and, and today, most Americans have their priorities on entertainment.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: forgot who said it, but we're, they said where entertainment increases, civilization decreases, so we're, we're a society that needs to be entertained. Mm-hmm. we're a highly addicted society. Um, addicted to food, addicted to sex, addicted to drugs, addicted to money.
0: Addicted um, to devices.
2: Yeah, devices. And, and so we it's all done for entertainment purposes, and we can't develop as a civilization when entertainment becomes the number one thing. That's what happened in Rome when the gladiatorial games became the, the most important thing. People stopped doing the things that needed to be done. Right. They stopped improving intellectually because they were enjoying the pleasures of the games. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, we see this throughout history where, that, where the, the pleasure comes in, the softness comes in, and the lack of civilization comes in, and people become very hedonistic.
0: Yeah, you know, free, so, freedom um, and liberty is hard work. And if people aren't doing the things that it takes to maintain freedom and liberty…
2: Yeah, free, then, freedom yeah. is there for one purpose, to be entertained. Yeah. And that, 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 that's what well, our version of freedom is, or liberty, right. is so that we can be entertained. And there's a big difference between liberty and freedom. Freedom says I can go out in the street and run down the street naked and scream all types of obscenities. That's freedom. <laughs> yeah, but liberty has responsibility. Exactly. Liberty says, you know, I respect my neighbor. That's what the Bill of Rights was there for, mm-hmm. and and that's what the moral code in the Bible is there for. You know, I gave me great liberty to choose my pursuits in life it gave me ability to pursue, pursue intellectually to read to do what i wanted to do but it didn't give me the the freedom to go and and, and hurt my neighbor like you know i mean only warped minds can think a man who rape, raped anally, anally raped five boys is some type of hero but the left calls this guy a hero yeah. you know, a guy Carl, kyle rittenhouse shot
3: yeah yeah he's a hero yeah. Uh,
2: so, yeah. Did he express freedom? Yeah, he did, but he mm-hmm. didn't have an idea what liberty was. You
0: know, That's I was having I was writing. having a discussion with someone. I, it made me think of the Constitution when you mentioned Bill of Rights and someone I was talking with was talking about, well, you know, the, the Constitution is in charge of all of our rights. And I said, no, that's where you've got it wrong. I said, the Constitution yeah. recognizes the rights we already have.
2: And the limitation of state power.
0: Exactly. And, and There's and only federal, like 17
2: too. enumerated powers given to the federal government. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so far outside the constitutional limits right now. I mean, everything they do. I, again, Social Security. I, I you know, but If I had gotten the normal interest rate on the money I paid in Social Security, I wouldn't be getting $2,500 a month. I'd be getting six or $7,000 a month. Absolutely. I mean, they they have no interest. They have no business being in that type of... It's it's constitutionally prohibited. Tenth Amendment pr- prohibits it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and mm-hmm. 90% of what they do, it prohibits it. So states that have the right to do those types of things or the people. The federal government doesn't have that power. And like I said, there's only 17 enumerated powers in the Constitution that grant it to the federal government. And they're not doing those. I mean... They're destroying the military. They're not protecting our borders. They're not protecting the people. Those are the things that are they're constitutionally mandated to do, but they're not doing it. The border's wide open. We have sex traffickers and drug dealers and all kinds of stuff coming across the border, diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got to get vaxxed, but all the unvaxxed illegal aliens fl- flowing into our country, we don't know where they're at. And they just go hither and yon. And spreading any kind of disease, they would, or, or just the violence. The you know the rape, the violence against women is just catastrophic of, of, of what's going on.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and so, but again, it's all done deliberately. It's all done to demoralize the people of the United States, um, and 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 so we just become so demoralized, we just give up. But you know, again, if we have the biblical focus. We understand what's going on, we understand the solution for what's going on, and we understand the eternal perspective. And that—that that is so critical in these days. Yes. I'm not going to let my love wax cold because of iniquity, and yet the Bible says that would happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not
2: going to let my heart be deceived by false Christs and false messiahs and false promises because the Bible says many would be deceived. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to get caught up into the war spirit or the ethnic thing. Those stupid, you know, whatever ethnic group you want to pick out, because the Bible said that's what would happen in the end times, and I, I recognize that. And it would, and, and you know, when I learn to hate a people group because of their color or whatever their economic class, I've fallen into having my love wax cold. And I'm exactly. not going to fall into that.
0: Right. Well, you've got that biblical perspective, that spiritually alive perspective where, you know, God has revealed these things to you through His Spirit and His Word. Well, it's in His Word. It's mm-hmm. there for
2: anybody to figure out. It's not like it's some... I didn't have to go on some mecca, you know, journey up to (laughs) some tall mountain and speak to some guru to give me this wisdom. It's in the Bible. All you do
0: is read it. It's there. It's there. Absolutely. And you know, right in front of your face. Your your historical and your spiritual perspective, I think, is so um, spot on. And it's really the message that I think it's encouraging, really, to Christians to also sort of, you know, take action, take spiritual action, and get back in the Word if they've been out for a while or something, and read that God has.
2: Set your affection, set your eyes on things above. Mm-hmm. That's what the Scripture tells me. Don't set my eyes on the things of this world. Now, I, I like the things of this world. My house right now is cold outside, and it's warm inside. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the fact that I have food on my table. I like those things. But that's not where my affection lies. Right. And because of that, the, the, when I see all this bad stuff happening, my affection is not tied into it. My affection is tied into the kingdom of God. That's what I love. I love that kingdom. I want that kingdom. I want to be, you know, when I stand before the Lord, I want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter nice. into the joy of thy God. Mm-hmm. That's my affection. You know, I have to live in this world. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my children. And I want to see them do well. Um, but my affection is the kingdom of God. And so as I see this world, which I know will, because will, it's destined for fire, uh, when I see it Collapse and, and and all the all the the human induced and the divine induced judgments that fall on this land. My world is not discombobulated. Yeah, because this yeah. is not my world. Yeah. Jesus said, "If this kingdom were my kingdom, my disciples would fight for it." Mm-hmm. But they didn't fight for it. Right. You know, I always ask people, because there's always people willing to promote violence. Barabbas, remember? He wanted to buy buy the sword. Barabbas in the Bible wanted to take and go start chopping Romans up with his sword. And did that defeat Rome? No, No, it didn't. Mm -mm. Rome knew how to deal with those kind of people. So, you know, you think you can attack the government with your AR-15 and all this, you know. The government knows how to deal with that kind of people. Yeah, But the government doesn't know how to deal with people who follow the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why it hates them so much. Mm-hmm. That's why Lucifer hates them so much, because he can't deal with that type of power.
0: And that's why I believe that Christians, Christian believers, and and Christians alone, as a denominational religious interest... The the hate seems to be landing there because you're not seeing yeah. worldwide Muslim hate. You're not seeing worldwide Hindu hate or Buddha hate no. or it's it's Christians because the devil knows that the Christian believer is believing in something that's, that's life changing and powerful
2: and real and right. alive. You know, I don't need to go blow up the vaccine factory. I just need to say I'm not taking it. Yeah. I, I will not take it. Yeah, I, I do not need to, I do not need to, you know, I mean, people have blown up abortion clinics. I preach against it. I mm-hmm. say what I think about it. And, and, and the power of my voice, empowered by the Holy Spirit, is all it takes. I mean, because what overcame Rome? It wasn't Barabbas. It was the preaching of the 12 apostles of Jesus Christ. That conquered Rome. It did. Rome so came to it. Mm-hmm. It could not fight that fight. It wasn't equipped to fight that fight. You know, all their gods, Jupiter and all the rest of them, Mm -hmm. fell before the gospel of Jesus Christ. It didn't fall before the sword. It fell before the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm
0: -hmm. Something greater than a sword. Yeah,
2: absolutely. absolutely. Well, that is a sword. It's a different <laughs> type of sword.
0: You're right. The sword of the word. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So that's what we have to keep in mind as we see this going on in this day and age, is that to keep our eyes firmly fixed on the kingdom that is to come. That's why in the Lord's Prayer it says, "Thy kingdom come." And you know, that's that prayer. When you say, "Thy kingdom come," that's a prayer for the second coming, the second advent of Christ, because Jesus, the first one, had already happened. Yes. He thought he came and he was telling mm-hmm. people what to pray for. Right. So he said, Thy kingdom come. He was telling us to pray for that second advent to happen. The last prayer in the Bible. The last prayer in the Bible in Revelation. Even so, come, come Lord, Lord Jesus.
0: Come. It's prayer for the second yeah. coming. Exactly. Which they they were in that day and time, even Paul in his lifetime was looking for it every day. Yes. You know, like it's it's, it's, it's a it hope could
2: be right it, now. What we call the blessed hope. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, if we keep our eyes fixed on that, we we do, we do not become discombobulated by this world. We do not become entrapped by all the stuff in this world. You know, you got to have it now. You got to go out deep in debt. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got. you need this? Mm-hmm. You have to have some beautiful woman hanging on your arm. You, ha- you know. You know. The, 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 all these things that 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 were portrayed that would really never really do exist. Um, you know, it, it's a lie.
0: It's a, well. But, it's a counterfeit. It's the world's yeah, counterfeit. It's counterfeit. It's the counterfeit you know, of joy,
2: you know. And but if and, my heart is fixed on the kingdom of God, man, I'm happy. Yeah, I have joy in my heart.
0: Well, and it's 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 something that it's almost it's all it's almost impossible to articulate how the joy and peace of Christ in your heart really does rule yeah, and reign. It's hard yeah, it's, sometimes to articulate that maybe to someone else who's just kind of looking at you like my daddy used to say, looking at you like a mule looking at a new gate. <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> they just give you that look like, what are you talking about? You know, what, what? how can you be so happy in the middle of all of this fearful times? And how can you have such peace, even if you don't seem so happy? This peace and this joy, and it's just, you just got to know Christ. Well, you that's just got to
2: know the Spirit. I'm, I'm looking towards God's eternal kingdom. Now, I will say this, you know, the, the example I would use is the example of Abraham in Genesis 14, when Lot was kidnapped by the by the princes of Sodom, okay, mm-hmm. Abraham said, no, this isn't going to stand. It isn't going to stand. So Abraham determined to go into those kingdoms and rescue his family, okay? Right. The first and foremost thing Abraham had to have was moral courage. You could have all the guns. You could have all the food. All the water filters, I say, nobody in hells could ever think, well, at least I had two pair of night vision. You know, nobody could ever think that, <laughs> right. you know. Right. Um, um, but I have all this – he had to have the moral courage to stand up and say, this is an injustice, I'm not going to let stand. He had to have men back then, now I would say today, men and women of valor. You know, that know how to, they were trained with a sword. Now, I would say today the sword is the sword of the spirit because it's, as I said, a spiritual battle. But men and women that are trained with the word of God and the the sword, so they know how to wield that sword of God's word effectively because Abraham went into that kingdom. And he slaughtered them and took back what was his. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd say that the spiritual kingdom, Satan has robbed so many people of what is theirs. They need to, They need to first of all, find the moral courage that God will give you, become trained with the sword of the Spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of the Spirit, all those things, and go into the Lucifer's kingdom and slay them and take back what he's robbed from you. That might be your peace. It might be a lot of different things, your family, whatever. And then the third thing Abraham had to have It was quite a journey. He had to have preparations. Mm -hmm. He had to have swords and spears. He had to have food. He had to have water, things of that nature, because an army marches on its feet, and that's what that was, was an army. But that was the least important thing. Now, I would say it's important to have food and water stored, uh, the ability to, to defend your family. You know, I'm a big person on comms, which I'll gladly talk to someone about. I really promote night vision. Uh, it's expensive, real night vision. I mean, but just the other night, we went out on a night vision hike, and I saw these animals coming out, and I mean, I can see hundreds and hundreds of yards around me because I can see at night. Um, but that, those things are important. They're, very, to me, very important in this day and age. Just is building an ark and putting food on the ark, and Joseph putting food in the silos is important. Uh, but that's the perspective first. You have to be imbued by God with a supernatural courage. And second, you have to be trained in His Word, the sword of the Spirit. And third, I think you do need physical preparation.
0: Mm-hmm. In fact, that was going to lead me to my next question. You're falling right in line with that uh, for our listeners, and I know they're just really getting so much out of what you're sharing with them. I know I have, and Mark, too, as well. But I wanted to ask you, I mean, and you've touched on it, what would you be telling people that they should be doing right now as, uh, in, the, in terms of preparedness?
2: Okay, well, obviously, there's the spiritual preparedness that is the most important. Like I said, nobody that is ever in hell is going to look up and say, "Well, I had years worth of food stored." Right. You know, and that, that isn't going to happen. Yeah, that, that's that song's not, not yeah. going to be sung. Yeah. um you know. But so the spiritual preparation, being able to stand, but physical preparation, you know, it's just common sense. You're going to have to have food in your home because food. Historically, has been used as a coercion mechanism to get people to comply. Uh, I just read a story in India today: no vax, no food. Wow! So we see it. We see it happening.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, uh, water, you know, being able to filter water, uh, waterborne disease in, in a crisis situation will be the number one killer of people. We forget how uh, the Giardia, Cryptosporidium, Typhus, those things will be around. Um, you're being able to filter water. So that you can have potable drink, drinking water you know we sell the big berkey water filtration system but you can boil it you know you can go online if you live near the ocean and there's all kinds of things how to make a solar still so you can distill salt water into fresh water yeah, it's not I've hard seen that. You get the sun out you i've can, seen that
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know evaporation condensation that's all distillation is
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you can make a solar uh, distiller um so those two things and then again uh, you know, uh, I love my wife with all my heart. That's probably something I shouldn't, you know, it's this intelligence. I just told people not to give out, but I do. And I'm using it for an example. And, you know, if she goes out for the night, and we've been married 36 years, so um, if she goes out for the night and says, honey, I'll be home at 7 o'clock, and all of a sudden 8 o'clock comes rolling by, you know, my spider senses starting to ring a little bit, mm-hmm. and then 9 o'clock rolls by, and I'm... I'm, you know, blowing her phone up trying to get in touch with her, and she's got her phone down in that cavern thing called a purse. Yeah. And you know, she never hears it ring. And by ten o'clock, if she's just having a great time with friends, I'm in a panic mode. I'm ready to call the national guard out.
3: <laughs> right. And then
2: finally, finally, you know, it gets and I go, "What's what's been up? I've been trying to call you." He goes, "I'm just having a good time with my friends." Um, but imagine something bad happening—a real bad, you know, what what you would call catastrophic breakdown of society and your family's not home yeah and you've got to get in touch with them and you can't this is why one of the reasons I recommend radio so much you know if you have a network systems I can anybody can turn your cell phone off if you know how to do it you can mm-hmm. do it you can shut down a system you can you can turn the internet can be turned off your IP address can be turned off you know radio was is, is site to site there's not it's no network in between right and so once you know how to do it I can contact. I mean, I've talked. I'm a ham radio operator. I've talked to people in Australia. No network, no wires, nothing. Yes, we have. Yeah, we have too. Yes. So, so um, I, I'm a big proponent of radio. And then the the big costly thing is what I tell people. Um, if you don't believe me, come by our store at night, and I'll let you look through a pair of night vision. It's that oh my gosh moment mm. because it is the military grade night vision today is so good that I can see hundreds of yards away that in front of me. That is wild. I mean, you know, uh, the bad people do bad things at night. They try to sneak up on you at night. Imagine this guy with his hubris. He's thinking, I'm sneaking up on him. They don't know I'm here. And I'm seeing every step that guy makes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I think, yeah, being able to to navigate through the darkness is a very important skill.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I can go through the woods at night. It doesn't bother me. I can walk through the woods. But then the night, we were doing that night vision hike. I saw this big old buck out there. Wow. I mean, because the animals come out at night. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I was starving and I had to go and I had to eat. I mean, you know, I don't you don't do it while it's well. there's normal. You don't want to go out and poach animals. But if your family's starving, I don't think anybody's going to blame you.
0: No, right? Yeah. There's there's going to be some deer hunting me. at night. If my
2: family's hungry. I'm going <laughs> to feed them. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what night vision affords you. Uh, and and there's other things. You know, I'd recommend people. Um, I, I do. 18th century reenacting. We have a thing called Fort Louding here. And in the 1700s, Fort Louding was the foremost expanse of the British Empire. And so you learn a lot about life in the 1700s. Well, the number one cause of women dying in the 1700s, most people think childbirth. It wasn't. It was Mm-mm. fire. Really? You know, they're using grease. Oh, and yeah. they they had light linen clothes, and they have flour all over them and grease, and they'd catch on fire. Oh, my. Because you're using open fire. They didn't yeah. have, you know, you know, microwaves back then, none that I found. You mm. know? Um, and so they, 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 and burns, how to treat a burn. Yeah. You know, because if, if the power goes off and you start having to cook with fire, there would be a lot more incidents of burn. It would more infection.
0: Be deadly. Yeah, you'd have to treat infection. You know, when you're in that kind of a situation, you've got to be your doctor. You've got to be, you know, your counselor. You've got to be all these types of things. Yes. You've got to be multi-skilled.
2: Just the naturopathic thing for for burns, and I found out the hard way. I put my hand on my log splitter muffler, and it had been running for a while. So it immediately put this quarter-sized blister on the palm of my hand. And man, you know how bad those things hurt. Mm -hmm. Well, I I went home and did the naturopathic treatment, which was lavender oil, 100% real lavender oil. And uh this was discovered in World War One. A French physician discovered that lavender oil has better burn relieving pain properties than morphine Wow, and I was kind of thinking, "Okay, let me just experiment with this i I lathered up my hand with some real lavender oil, and it was amazing. The pain all went away. Wow, it was like it has gone
0: that's incredible. I'm and, glad you shared that. I was just thinking because I do have a few oils in stock. I need to check yeah, my lavender, the lavender stock.
2: oil It can lower your blood pressure, it can do all kinds of neat things. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, I want allopathic medicine, too. I mean, a triple antibiotic, you know, maybe some Benadryl, uh, Tylenol, things of that nature um, that I want to have also. But I want to have medical supplies. You know, if somebody gets cut deeply, do you know that honey in a wound, it goes back thousands of years. You put honey in a wound and it keeps it from getting infected.
0: I had had heard that, see, my son-in-law was a beekeeper, and he told me a lot about the antiseptic properties of honey.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I keep bees also, and, uh-huh. and it's very good. You just put the honey right in the wound.
0: That's awesome.
2: Um, and and so there's all this stuff that you can learn. And this is why I tell people entertainment's going to kill you, because you, while you're watching As the World Vomits on TV, <laughs> you could be learning things you know, about what we're talking about right now.
0: Something that could save your uh, but, life or the life of someone you love.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know having a knowledge you can go to a basic EMT course most colleges have them and what? you can go take it uh, you know a a, um, a cpr course any any of this anything mm-hmm. that you can learn to do um and and treat people you might get a deeper cut how do you do you know how, can you stitch up a cut can you keep it from getting infected mm-hmm. you know how do you debris a burn I mean, all this stuff, You YouTube University, you can go there and look at it, and there's all kinds of videos on YouTube, and we, we make fun of it a lot because of its, you know, punitive things against people who want to speak the truth, but there's still a lot of good stuff on there. You can go about organic gardening. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of organic gardening, and, you know, for 20 years I've done it, and I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, why instead of wasting your time in front of the TV set, you know, make redeem the times. Yeah, you know, spend time with God, spend time learning. Because when you learn, you become an asset not only to yourself but your entire community.
0: Absolutely. Because I, I think too you've touched on something as well. It's not just the the merchandise and the items that we need to prep, but yeah, the skills, the spirit level, the the things that are in the the intelligence, the brain work, that kind of those types of things are just as, if not more important than the items you can place on a shelf.
2: Right, and, and and again, I know many many people. You know, I, I see these guys come to the range with like bazookas hanging on their AR-15 and 16 <laughs> knives, and, you know, and I think hey, this guy has never carried that weapon at all. Yeah. I mean, if you carry a weapon very long, you don't want to rip all that stuff off because you want it light. Yes. You, want it, you want it functional and light, mm-hmm. and you don't need a grenade launcher. You, know, you don't <laughs> need it, but it looks cool. You know, it looks cool. And, and so what do they call them safe queens. I mean, you know, he takes that thing from the safe to the sofa, safe to the sofa, yeah. but he never goes out and trains with it because if he did, he'd realize, man, I don't want to hug this thing around. Right. I am want to look I, want it, I want it lightweight. Mm hmm. And and so, um, you know, he's gonna rip off the bazooka launcher and the and the you know, the knives and all those other stuff. You've got to rip it all off and make the weapon functional. Exactly. And you know, so you know, that's just something I make I make an observation. <laughs> I see these people at the range, I'm going, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. training
0: training with you know, training your skills. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's
2: again yeah. what we talked about earlier. Hey, move, shooting and moving. You know, mm-hmm. the last thing I do want to do in a gunfight is stand still right? because that makes me an easy target. Try to shoot something moving, and it becomes a lot harder.
3: Exactly.
2: And if I learn to shoot while I'm moving, there's a specific cadence to it. I don't want to shoot when my left foot hits the ground because that's going to jar my, my thing. I want to shoot mid mid-stride. Boom. Mm-hmm. Hit stride. Boom, start right. then you can keep on target. And mm-hmm. that's a learn that's something you learn. That's not something you just read about. It's like reading a book on ju- Gracie Jiu Jitsu and becoming a Gracie Jiu Jitsu grandmaster. It doesn't work that way. No. You know, this is this is something that has to be practiced. Um and so that's why I was mentioning all those other people, you know, you, you mentioned somebody where you can go and learn these mm-hmm. skills. But you're not going to do it sitting on the sofa watching reruns of Jeopardy pounding down Ben and Jerry's. It's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, we need to sort of light a fire under some some folks to just kind of take, uh, take inventory. Of their life and realize kind of where, yes. where are they right now? Are they the kind of person that goes to the grocery store every day and buys just today's meal? You know, and we got to get some people understanding that, yeah, you, you've got to understand that there will come a time that grocery store door will be locked, and even if it's bashed All history in... All right now yeah. is
2: telling us we're heading towards a dramatic collapse in this society. Yeah. A Venezuela-type collapse where food is going not going to be available, mm-hmm. and, and they're already pushing the vaccine passport. I mean, how far were they take this you can't buy food you can't travel you can't do this all these things if you don't have a vaccine passport Mm -hmm. Uh, we see all this coming about i mean again all you have to do is be a not a you know you don't have to be a you know 20-year CIA agent that deals with intelligence to figure this out the intelligence is right before your face it's painting a picture it's like little pieces of palsy put together and and it's 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 clear what's going to happen it's clear
3: yeah
2: um and so, just tell people get ready, get your food in your home, get the ability to filter water, get the ability to learn how to communicate. You know, Matt Everett over at Brush Beater has a great course on radio communication. I mean, it's really good. Um, you know,
3: uh,
2: I mean, you know, we were doing a uh, course one time here, and we would what we have to do is you have to direction find the opposing team. Well, I, I found a YouTube video of this girl lost in the woods. And I started playing it on the radio, and the other team was thinking, "Is is there is what is this? Is there a girl lost in the woods?" Oh. Um, you know. And we had them convinced that there was a girl lost in the woods, and they went to try to find it with well, a radio. They they walked into an ambush.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. You you trap you trapped them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean they they, they directed and found the radio, and they found it because they thought there was going to be a girl at the other end of it. And you know there wasn't.
0: You went Jack Bauer on them. You
2: know, <laughs> yeah. you slipped him you, a. Yeah, a, well, or, or, you know, <laughs> you know, what is your weapon's name? You yeah, know, right. <laughs> well, that's the only girl they met. You know, guys always <laughs> name their weapons after girls, you know. Right. So, uh, you know, that that's that's something, but that's just things you learn. Um, mm-hmm. How to use offset codes. You know, if if I'm wise enough, and I, I take the time to write it out on a calendar and write, say, like, plus two hours today, minus one day. That way, if I said 1,400 hours to my wife, she would say, well, add two hours to that and take a day off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, exactly.
2: see that way somebody's going to show, somebody's going to write that down. they're going to show up at a party that doesn't exist. uh-huh, because I, there was offsets to those time and date stamps.
0: See that's that cleverness that that it's it's perfectly okay for people to start thinking in clever ways because this may be the difference between surviving and not surviving.
2: Yeah, when I traveled overseas a lot in a lot of dangerous countries, and my wife would always ask me, well, if I need to get in touch with a hotel room you're in, I always she'd always know. There would always be different figures every day. If I was in room one two three, we well, add four five six to that, and that's the room I'm in.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I see what you're so, saying. I see what you're doing there. Yeah.
2: That's, and, and, that's and just ha- how to you know use code. I mean, you know, it's not hard to write a code that nobody on the planet can break. It's exactly. called a one-time pad code. Mm-hmm. Nobody on the planet can break it. And if it, I mean, if it really came down to something, you can write these one-time pad codes, and nobody, nobody can break them. I don't care how many supercomputers you put on it. It can't be broken. That's, that's it's not good hard to write know. it either.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, Bob, I'm telling you, you, you have really uh, un- unpacked a tremendous basket of information, and I want you to know we are so delighted that we've had you as our guest on our podcast. You have given us, Mark and I, and I'm sure our listeners in many different countries, a lot of – uh, things to think on, some food for thought, and I really hope that folks will digest this and and create their action plans, their emergency plans, their threat assessments, whatever it's going to take for people to get real serious and understand that this isn't just some sort of a movie script. This is a reality that's playing out right before our eyes.
2: And coming, there's coming a time when these supplies, which I can tell you are getting in and all this, all the food companies, the water filtration companies, they're all being taxed to the limit because of supply chain problems and demand to supply everybody with what they want.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so there, there will come a day when you just can't afford it, or it's not not oh, it's, available. It's
0: just not going to be there.
2: I mean, and again, I'll maybe finish with this. You know just think of the insanity of this, and this is why it can't happen deliberately. You have supply chain problems, you have shortages of stuff, and the government wants to dump trillions of dollars more in the economy. Well, <laughs> I mean you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out where that's headed. Right. You know if I have one cup of coffee and twenty people want it, and they absolutely want it. And yeah. I could say, this cup of coffee costs $50. Yeah. And somebody's going to give it to me. Exactly. So it's, it's hyperinflationary what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not rocket science. It's easy to figure it out. Dump lots of money on an economy where you have a low supply chain. Mm.
0: Yeah. It starts weeding people out, and they just don't see it yet. It just, But it'll. Yeah. it starts weeding. And you start weeding people out, you get desperate people. You get desperate people. You get panicking people. You get panicking people. And, and
2: again, yeah. this winter, if we have a bad winter... Heating oil is skyrocketing in price.
3: Already. And food it is. is
2: skyrocketing in price. And so I say a lot of people, and this breaks my heart, a lot of people are going to choose between heat or eat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's it's just because their budget cannot afford both mm-hmm. to keep warm and to eat. Exactly.
1: And a lot of yeah. folks are already having to choose between eating or taking their medication.
2: Exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. and you throw you throw a, a heating oil which doubles in cost on top of it to keep warm and and all of a sudden you just you just break the bank for people they can't afford it
0: well sadly but too again, it's it, it, all
2: designed it's all yeah. done on purpose yeah and this is where one of the biggest things I tell people when I counsel them network you've got to find a network of people. If it's family, if it's church people, it's ham radio club, whatever it is, you got to find people you can network. And you know, don't go with. If you go to a ham radio club, don't go in there and tell everybody you're a prepper. You don't give intelligence; Mm -hmm. you get intelligence. You just you listen to them. You might throw out a couple little things. Mm -hmm. You know, put a little quarter in the machine, let it run, see what it goes. What do you mean? You know, somebody drops something about food. What do you mean storing food? What do you mean about that? You you, you extract the information. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a guy in my store. I went to this whole thing with him about not giving information out. And at the end of the conversation, I asked him, so where do you, where do you live? He goes, oh, I live here. And I said, see how easy that was? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think yeah. he got mad at me. Because <laughs> um, I punked him, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he told me exactly where he lived.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Bob, we're both ham radio operators, and we've got uh, two son in laws. Well, uh, two son in laws that are ham radio operators as well. And so maybe we'll catch you on the bands one day. And I know that we'll be passing through there as we travel, and we'll stop by from time to time to see you. And to let our listeners know that your website is linked off of our website. And I emailed you today, if you'll send me that artwork, we'll put you on a banner on the front of the website as well to make it as easy as people can, can find it to be able to find you. And they are welcome to call you and discuss their issues, and you'll help them out with that as well.
2: Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, just to give it out, it's 800-627-3809, and it's readymaderesources.com.
1: And we certainly appreciate you being with us today, Bob. We and sure do. we'll see you a little bit later. Thank you. Thank you, you, Bob. We
0: hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that will help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.